Hello, this is Dan and Jane from Narrative here. Hello. And we're sitting in the garden talking about listening, which is quite interesting because there's so much to hear now as we sit here. We wanted to have a, a conversation about our practice of clearing listening, uh, which is something that at the moment we are offering every morning, 9am British summertime. Uh, we do it for about 30 or 40 minutes in a, in a Zoom room and everyone is invited to join. Um, but of course, lots of people don't know what we mean by the expression clearing listening. So we thought we'd talk about it and explain it a little bit because it's, it, it's core to our storytelling method because we work with an idea that there is a reciprocal relationship between listening and storytelling, that listening is a, a generative space that helps to create the stories. So for us, it, it might feel like a paradox, but for us as storytellers, listening is a storyteller's skill. Yes, our, our work is primarily around storytelling, but we talk of our methodology as a listening and storytelling methodology with the idea that we have to start with listening because without listening, there's no space to speak into. And as Jane, you've just said, this reciprocal relationship between listening and telling, that it's a, a two-way street, that we will listen if there's something to listen to, but we will speak if there is a listener. So that idea that listening is generative, I think is something that we we don't register often, and we don't think that how we listen has an impact on what people say, that our listening is literally creating the space into which somebody else's words land. And so it has an impact. It, it has an impact. And that's what we mean when we say that listening is generative. Um, and that's what we mean when we say there's a reciprocal relationship, that it goes both ways. I think the other part of it, which, uh, I've always found really useful and important in all the years that I've been doing this as a practice is, is this idea of how we listen to ourselves as well. We are always um, witness and listener to our own thoughts, the chatter that runs through our mind every day, the way that we talk to ourselves if we are judgmental of ourselves. Um, or of other things around us. And, you know, and certainly as somebody who uh, likes to make things and do things in the world can be really, really useful to understand, yeah, how am I, how am I listening to myself or am I um, limiting myself in some way by that, that unhelpful little voice that's kind of always wants to say, oh, that's not good enough, or they're not going to like that, or you're not doing it right. Um, so this process of tuning into ourselves first and foremost, and discovering how you're listening to yourself, but also, of course, listening to um, stories and memories as they arise. Because again, as, as a creative person, our creativity, uh, arises from our subconscious into our conscious when we have an idea. So to take a moment to tune into it 
is also a really powerful first creative step as well. So it's amazing really that this thing we we don't pay much attention to listening we we um we can allow ourselves to be very passive in the way that we listen and receive um and actually you know listening to you talk about it jane reminding myself again how complex it is as an activity um because as you've identified there's the listening to the outside world and there's listening to the inside world and our ability to listen openly in both those spaces um, is really paramount, I think, to us being able to be really present in our own lives and present with other people. And I think that that's really what clearing listening is about. <clears throat> it's part of our terminology, this idea of clearing listening. We start to... Um, we start to realize that the things that get in our listening that can be an obstacle or just a distraction in our listening. And I'm kind of putting listening in inverted commas there um, because it might literally be the things we can hear. But it's, as you're saying, Jane, it's the chatter as well. It's the other noise that is going on inside our, our minds, our consciousnesses all the time. When we run storytelling workshops, you know, because we are working with this idea of listening being generative, that, that the way that we listen to one another as a group is going to help to create the stories that can be told. So it's the first thing that we begin to pay attention to at the beginning of a workshop, which is to notice what might be getting in the way for everyone in the workshop in terms of them being able to really give very open, non-judgmental listening to the other storytellers um, and, and to themselves, I guess, too. Um, so yes, I think, uh, yes, particularly to themselves because I think we can all feel when, um, when given the space um, to tell our story, um, our listening of ourselves is a... Is a is one of the can be one of the major obstacles feeling that i haven't got a story or my story is not good enough or not yeah, as good well, as the last story yeah i'm i'm not very good at this i'm not a good yeah. storyteller i've never been able to do this i wish i could do it like they did it kind of thing i know what a great story sounds like but mine isn't a great story and all that stuff and i think as you say when we do a workshop it is about creating that open space <clears throat> but feels safe and non-judgmental and uh, really welcoming for everybody to tell their story and creating that open, welcoming, non-judgmental space inside ourselves Yeah. for our own voice. Yeah, and, and I think with that there's, a, there's an acknowledgement that, um, that listening is, is, is hard and it's mm. hard for all of us. It's mm. not like any of us can just say, okay, I've done listening now and I know that I'm a good listener. Boom, end of story. It's not for me. I think it's a, it's a moment by moment thing because I can observe in different situations how I might have something that's an, an obstacle to me being able to listen really openly. And it might be something mundane like, oh, did I turn the oven off? 
or it might be something um, that's that's much more emotional. Oh, I'm I'm missing my dad in this moment, and I'm sad, and here I am, you know, in a in a work meeting or, or running a workshop, and actually I'm just thinking I just want to think about my dad, and I'm just sad, and and that's what's taking me out of the present moment. But as a as a practice, it's it's really useful to have a space where you can make all that conscious mm. for yourself and sometimes make that conscious for other people too because there are lots of different ways that one can clear one's listening. One can do it as, a, as an internal process, but it can also be really useful in a group where everyone has a dedicated amount of time to give voice to what might be getting in the way of them being present. And then we have some, you know, pretty strict ground rules about how that plays out because it's not that we are making making anybody else responsible for fixing what might be stopping us getting present. It's with the understanding that I am I am speaking this aloud to be able to let it go, to be able to let this obstacle go, not for everybody else in the room to feel sorry for me or feel the need to fix it or, or do anything. We're all responsible for our own state in that sense. Um, but, you know, in, in a, a team, a team of any kind or, you know, in a, in a workshop group of storytellers can be really useful to know, ah, oh, that's, that's where somebody else is at. That's, that's what's happening for somebody else. And you understand that you, you get to see here in a very tangible way that everybody has a story. It's, it's part of that. Everybody has their own thing, their own things going on. Everybody is coming from, from their own um, self. So just to, to break it down into, into some really clear stages, um, we've given a kind of overview of, of clearing listening and I guess it's useful not to do it but to talk through how that might work so as you've identified Jane there's there's a few different ways that we might do it but in a group we might do it giving everybody um, a moment of silence or comparative silence it might be slightly guided meditation if you like um, but space to turn their attention to themselves and notice notice their bodies notice what's going on in their body notice what's in the environment around them and then notice what's going on in their minds internally um, what stuff is coming up wanting attention um, what chatter there is and so after a period of time uh, a number of minutes that allows you to really turn your your attention inside um, there's an opportunity to to write it all down or to speak it and the object in speaking it as as you've identified Jane is to is to let it go by by noticing what's going on for ourselves um, it's not about reinforcing it um, by speaking it it's about letting it go releasing it 
So there's a, there's some accountability, if you like, in clearing listening. You're accountable, as you've said, you're accountable, responsible for your own listening. And by speaking it, you're kind of making yourself accountable for letting it go. So that practice can either be, um, as we've said, in it could be in a group, it could be two people, um, and it could be something that you just do for yourself. Um, it can either um, be a process where you write it down or a process where you where you speak it. And for example, when you and I, Claire Jane, which we're doing every day at the moment, or most days, um, we we don't necessarily take that space of a couple of minutes silence to notice what's there mm. because we've done this many times before. We in the moment just turn turn the spotlight inside and uh, and notice um do a little check-in self-check-in physically emotionally psychologically spiritually what's going on and what's useful to me and what do i want to let go of and then we speak it to the other person uh, to come back to the thing that we are offering every morning the clearing listening the way that that goes it uh where obviously it's a group that varies in size but we gather together, we have um, some moments with a, a kind of guided, guided silence in some way. Um, so each person in their own space is able to tune into themselves, to the sounds around them and the chatter inside their head. Um, and then we'll typically have a, a conversation about what people observed doing the exercise. So there's no compunction to share everything we're very aware that there's a group of people sometimes where um, of course there will be people who don't know one another so there's no need to share anything because it's no about you noticing it for yourself as yeah. much as anything um, and then in in the space created by clearing the obstacles away then it's possible to set an intention for the day you know, how, how do I want my day to be? Um, and in these quite extraordinary times where for some of us our days are extremely intense, for other people there might be a lack of structure, but either way to have um, what I would describe as a, as a, a, a watchword, an intention. You know, for example, I think my word today was focus, or is focus. And mine so, today is freedom. So if there are points in the day where, oh, I don't know what I'm doing or I just lose, um, lose sight of uh, what I'm up to, I can think, focus, focus. And somehow just reconnecting to that word helps mm. me, okay, prioritise in this moment, Jane. What's, what's your focus in this moment? Is it discovering what movie you might want to watch on Netflix later or is it something you want to write or is it making a podcast? Is it doing the laundry? Is it checking in with my daughter? Where do I need to place my focus? And I find that really helpful. Uh, and it's interesting because <laughs> your focus is focus today, as it were, yeah. and mine's freedom. So for me, as an intention today that means that if at any point i'm not feeling free or i'm 
um, not sure what I'm doing or why I'm doing it, just to remind myself that was my intention today, mm -hmm. to feel that sense of freedom. And it feels like um, it's almost like a little talisman that you can hold on to for the day. Of course, you can change your intention during the day if, if that one's no longer helpful, but it, it's like a little, yeah, I like that idea, like a little talisman that you can come back to and hold on to that can give you some strength. Yeah, we got, I'm, I'm just looking at, uh, I captured some of the, well, I captured all the intentions that we got today, but they were things like appreciation, connection, stretch, conscious practice. So those are the kind of things that, that people bring. Um, and it seems to be really helpful. I know I find it really helpful. So, um, so do join us. We, we are opening that space every weekday at the moment um so do join final thought for me it's really interesting because as we sit here and you've been talking about what obstacles can get in your listening being in a dialogue with you i just notice how much i can be thinking oh and i want to say this next <laughs> um and i very consciously had to let that go and think well you'll speak when you need to speak when you want to speak and actually really let that obstacle go um and become present with what jane's saying now yeah yeah it's just a reminder to listen <laughs>